Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. This is your local dark chocolate on the ones and twos, and welcome to Caribbean Millennial Land. Hey, next episode. Ooh. (laughs) The sun has set, and it's time to get wet. Hey. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Okay, then. Someone went there. Um, Oh, wrong wrong episode. Wrong episode. My bad. My bad. My bad. Wrong episode. Oh, I just checked what we're doing. Wrong episode. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> wow. Um, All, always a pleasure to be here with you, you and Thank you. I feel likewise. <laughs> with bold chocolate. <laughs> <Hey>. Bold chocolate. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the shine. <laughs> oh, man. What's, so, what's going on, guys? How's everyone week? Um, Ooh, has Danny, Danny, have you killed a child yet? Not yet. However, I am getting closer with each passing day. So you have a student that you hate now? Oh yes, That's there are a few. Okay, they're like, okay. they're like two of them. Okay, okay. That if nobody's looking, I will definitely push them off a cliff. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> and guys, um, for just a disclaimer, he just means a mental, intellectual cliff. There are yeah, do not condone physical. Yeah, there are no cliffs around the school that I teach at. None at all. Um, I, I'm all right. Um, this week, Vinod and I are both taking certification exams in our relevant fields. So Woo-hoo. we've been studying, studying, studying. Yeah, you see when you decide, you know, you want to be a productive person and have a career and all of that. Like, why the fuck I wake up and decide that I wanted to have a career? Excuse me? Yes, because I'm studying for the certificate and I'm already thinking of other certificates I want to take after it. I don't even know if I go to pass the exam yet, but I think it. And you know the main thing? All this shit costs money. And you know how they're getting cheaper? They're getting more and more expensive. Like Vernon, you can always jump on the shipper pool. It's never too late. You see, Vernon, <laughs> the real game is in starting trainings for these certificates. So you can make money nah, you see, I have a smucks goal, like cause... you. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. I have a goal. And my goal, and let me share my goal with y'all. In our field of cybersecurity, there are certain individuals that make big money. And the way they make money is is so ingenious. Well, I won't say ingenious, it's just it's let's say you have a, a, a company and your company get hacked, and you go to this outside person. Just to talk to the person, they charge you ten grand. Yes, they don't even come and look at your stuff. Just to get, have access, uh, just to yeah. get for get them to pick up the phone is ten grand. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to reach to. Ten grand, okay. all right? Mm-hmm. But make yeah. notes. Start just to call me on the phone. Security consultancy company Vernon. Ten grand for initial meeting. All right, yeah, notes. <laughs> just to call me on the phone. Just want to pick up the phone and talk to you. Uh, you have to. I have to see that ten grand in my account. That's the kind of thing I want. And these people, these people just they come in, they do what they have to do, and they just ride off into the sunset. They talk to nobody, just give my money, bitch. I fix your shit. Let me go. 
I like that's riding two sunsets. To, yeah. That's why I want to get. So this is why I find myself at this point where I'm. You would think you know I master science, I would be done. Nah, your boy still has studied. Now, don't yeah, get me wrong, I enjoy it because that's the nature of the field we're in. Mm-hmm. With things constantly changing, you have to keep updating mm-hmm. and learning new skills and stuff. But what? Everything's expensive, eh? Well, guys, we're making investments in ourselves. That's I it. should become a drug dealer. Eh? It's that never good, too late. Good investment. I don't have the money. I invest the money. Now they're going to the drugs into a master's. But then later will be greater. So we have to get like a few cybersecurity consultants so we can fund. We have to be like Gus in um, Breaking Bad. We like have a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. that is hiding your that's, second that's hiding the second business. Yeah. Um, on another note, wait, uh, do y'all have any other updates from the week? Um, nah, my week, other than that, my week was, oh, well, you know, well, you know I wanted to kill one of my co-workers. Because they were dropping the ball at work. Like, oh, I thought you were saying the because they were giving um, spoilers of that barbecue show well, on then Netflix we were watching. So, so guys, guys, guys. <laughs> oh, the barbecue show? Boy. On yes. Netflix, I discovered, oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> oh. That was like watching porn for me. I'm good to be honest with y'all. She was literally fire. <laughs> me see, I didn't know I felt that way about meat. <laughs> to be honest. And see people cook meat in different ways. Oh my God. Today was Girl. such a proud day for me because I cooked meat on the grill for Granny. Oh, and Granny said, Wow, my grandson can cook. And I was like, Yes, boy. Shake's hand. <laughs> Unlock. <laughs> achievement, yeah, achievement. I hope your side's one point too, you know. <laughs> I, me and Anushka went out for lunch and I made a bold statement and I stand by that statement. Eh? All right, I fighting with I am at a point where, and I'm not talking about sides, I'm just talking about cooking meat because I don't pay attention to sides yet. But I feel in the realm of cooking meat, I can destroy anybody. On both sides of our families, like, yeah, I, I, you know, and I stand by that. So you know, if any of our families listen and they want to, you know, throw down like your boy accept the challenge. I am ready. All right, I will happily eat whatever comes of these. Let me tell you how I knew that because I am at a point where I tell Nishka, you know, I think I want to make my own rub, my own spice rub, and anything like that. You know. That's how I think it now. So hey. I have ascended beyond the level of the store brand stuff. I need, you know, my own. Haha. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. I, I think that would be very entertaining to see your family battle meet. <laughs> so something to put on the calendar. <laughs> you no, know, I feel I have that one there in the bag, but hey, you know. You, you I never want to get to. I want to get too cocky, you know. <laughs> you never check. Uh, that's one thing, like, I love to see about some of the black American families. Like, they have this thing they do, like, once a year or once every however many years where the whole family from across America come together. Uh, yeah. Especially in the South, like, they come together in this one pack and, like, cook off and grill off and barbecue mm. off. And who have the best rub? Who have the best grill? Who have the best car? Who have the best mashed potatoes? Like... <laughs> I just showing up to destroy people in meat. 
I my sides game not that strong. So I really you know you see only in the meat. The reason why I don't want to venture into the like the full meal is because there are people like Anushka Mada that have like a mad range. Like she can destroy me probably if it came to like the whole plate together. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause I feel like she know how to, you know, blend flavors and all kind of thing like that. And then Ooh. I would just be there like, wow boy, I just give you some meat. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good meat. <laughs> it's it's good to know your limitations. You 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 can work past that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know. All right. So um, do that's supposed to be. That's your new thing. No, that's announcement. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're getting nobody attention with that. Uh, the house and that come on the TV. They changing the channel. Oh, yeah. They want to hear that announcement. What? How do you used to do announcements in church? Dude, you used to come up and be like, "How you mean?" Oh, okay. That's like for the Sunday announcement, whatever. <laughs> you know. And <laughs> now it's time. You know, they used to do announcements before, or after church for you. And then there's a special lady that has to come on the mic. Yeah, and the mothers and fathers group of Derry so would like to announce the. And you just want to go at your home and eat Sunday lunch. Annual Sunday um, dinner. I'm not gonna lie, my mother had us walk out during the announcement sometimes. That can only happen in Grizzly, but if you try that, that's what it is. Like, imagine walking out somewhere like Anglican, the whole church turned around and watching you. Eh? That, like, yeah. You have to, you have to they, don't, they don't have enough doors to sit back. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mother have a wish like, to go and sit like, in the middle of the church. Yeah. Like, who does that? Yeah, <laughs> not I, uh, if it was my choice. Um, okay, so announcements, guys. Last week, I asked you guys to, you know, hook it up with the reviews. Um, um, ratings on in iTunes and whatever. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Mind you, I didn't check the number from last week, but it's still not what I want it to be. <laughs> Our listeners just okay, it. so right now on iTunes, we have 4.4 stars and 27 ratings. Loyal listeners, if you haven't rated us yet, I'm just looking for three more ratings. I get us up to 30. Okay. Okay. That's a, now that's here's a, the thing. Small, if you go into if you go into rate us like below four stars, don't rate us. <laughs> okay. I only want fours and fives. Um other thing, we have had an increase in social media followers. Not sure if it's you guys or me actually doing my job, but uh, <laughs> if you aren't following us we'll on social <laughs> social media, follow us at Caribbean Millennials. Um lastly. If you have anyone that you know or think would be a good fit to be a guest on the podcast or anyone who may want to advertise with us in the future, please send us an email at info at caribbeanmillennials.com. Okay. okay. Wait, that's a real site? That's a real... Yeah, that's, a, oh. that's our actual email oh, address. nice. My gosh. <laughs> We've had it from the... Okay. Um, just ignore Danny. Just defer anything to me. <laughs> Um, last thing, um, last week we gave Jess a shout out. Um, this week I didn't get Adani's friend's name that sent us the voice note of the feedback, but for those of you, say it again. Jamel. 
Thank you, Jamel, for listening. Thank you for the binge listening. We appreciate you. And um, shout out to any listeners from last week who gave us feedback on our sound quality. Yeah, I technical like, difficulties. Guys, I'm gonna be honest. I think it was Sean on my end. Big up Shonaki. I think <laughs> I may have made a. I may have like you know messed up when it came time to do the upload. I will ensure that doesn't happen. But thank you. Um. Adani, your sound effects. I see what you're doing. That's supposed to be like on like the TV shows when like the man come on, Justin, whatever kind of thing. Yeah, so 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 until our sound man Vernon can hook us up, we'll be bootlegging our. Don't worry, Missy. Not next week. Week after next, I go have your proper. Trust me. I think. I hope. We'll find out. I'm scared. All right, Rani. <laughs> what's happening in the news? Um, so I would like to give a um shout out to the Piton Protection Project, right? Who is forward yeah. the uh new because there was an old um change.org petition that had like a few hundred but in just a few days they're up to past six thousand last i checked okay that's um, signatures here yeah, from st lucians who want the whatever has been built at the base of the pitons to be halted and the plan to be reviewed so it doesn't affect the um piton management area so big up to that i think they're gonna do some viral stuff tomorrow at 10 a.m so keep a lookout um other than I that, mean, we have... Uh-huh. Well, I mean, let the people know, you know, go check for that petition, you know, if you feel the same way to go and sign it, you know. Yes. I guess I, they can always use more signatures. Yep. So, Change.org, Piton's Protection Project. Yeah. Shouldn't be that hard to find. And... Yes, exactly. Exactly that. They have a lovely picture, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, next is, on. Is the it news. a picture you provided or no? No, I did not provide that particular picture. <laughs> Just I, check in. We know how you are. Next thing, um, they tell me, yeah, you can't teach anymore. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, 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 guys. Yeah, the government doesn't I kid, give like us. I kid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's next in the news, guys? Christina. Oh, well. Let's say that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, so um, this week, boy. What did I, I that, that one, that one a bit baffling and heavy. So, you all know we had the whole Breonna Taylor incident and... Well, tragedy, and they had the the grand jury, and basically the grand jury came back, and the three officers involved, one of them got indicted, okay? But what he was indicted for was not relating to the shooting of her, so none of them got indicted for that. He got indicted for, um, I can't remember the name of it, some type of endangerment, was basically because he fired the bullets, endangering the people in the apartment next to her. Yes, because apparently when he fired when he fired shots into her apartment, the ones that didn't hit her and her boyfriend or whatever, um, they went through the drywall and went into the neighboring apartment where there was a man, a pregnant woman, and a child. So he got, um, I think it was three counts of that, 
uh, charged for three counts of that. Now, that, this is very... Um, upsetting. Upsetting and tragic because when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, what they're telling us now is that the drywall and the people next door were worth more and more valuable than the woman who was in her apartment and shot and killed. Like somebody put it really well online. He basically got charged for the bullets that did not enter. That did her. not enter. Her. Yeah, he got charged for missing. Basically, missing yeah. And and now it, it 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 really has people angry and you know hurt. So you know people are protesting and they out in the street and they they voicing their concerns. But I'm going to be honest with you all. They say this whole thing. What really bothered me was the black attorney general coming and talking and saying what he said and and the way the man spoke it was like yo you out of touch and you really it's like you don't even care what happening to your own people you only care about in your own political or, or your own career movement and whatnot because for you to come and say oh nothing was done wrong and whatever and it's like are you serious so that's 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 the the sad news that happened this week eh? mm-hmm. it really is sad um on the other hand um or just more like oompa loompa things you know going mm-hmm. on again orange man um, <laughs> um they, oh, this platinum plan for for black hawk yeah let's not oh i'm God. not going down there but I, we know he's just gonna brush on it the platinum plan for black folk if you want to go look that so, up basically the, he has decided he wants to roll out some kind of plan, you know, to help the black people of the nation mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and, and listen to one other part of the plan. It is from now on prosecuting the KKK and Antifa as terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. And there was some other stuff. But what I gathered from all of this so-called plan in this platinum plan is that these people all along knew what black people in their country needed. Mm-hmm. They just choose not to address it and help the black well, people. And it's, it's only when it's time they want votes that they will say anything. Yeah, and at the time y'all are listening to this, it's 30-something days till the U.S. election. So, I mean, they're saying and doing anything. Exactly. Um, one of One of the things which they said is if they um, don't win this election, they're not giving up without a easy... There will not be a... There's yes, no transition is not going peacefully. So me in my mind there, I'm like, okay, what do I need to stock up at Costco? <laughs> what do I need like, to, do I need to pay you know, the, do the, I need to get um things to board my windows and, you know, like hide your kids, hide your wife, you know, kind of thing. You remember the purge? Good. Yeah, that's exactly like, what I'm do thinking. Do I need to pay for the purge? Right, so even you know people talking about Halloween and whatever, I'm like the weekend, the week after that is elections, and who knows what all is going to happen. I mean, there are people in our neighborhood with their big Trump and signs in their Bruh. in their lawn and stuff. So I it's, to tell you, I'm happy they have these signs. So you know, so I know exactly who to avoid, and if push comes to shove, I know who I have to take out. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, all. but it's it, oh, but I, you, honestly, there was. There was already a scenario where Trump supporters with guns were blocking voting people petitions. From voting. Voters from, yeah, because yeah, yeah. some of these states that have early voting, they were blocking people from going and voting. So when Trump this says that crazy. there will not be a smooth transfer of power, these are the same people I expect. Exactly. 
keeping officials in their home and causing problems. Streets, yeah. Listen, let me ask you a question. You're hearing that. To your last saying, people, you're not wondering how nobody else is finding this shit crazy. The president is saying he's there's not going to be a smooth and peaceful transition if he loses. People are blocking other people from vote, like active voter suppression. And like nobody really in the upper everybody like, okay, go about our regular day. Da, 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 da. No. Let me fight for that PS5 it's and Xbox now. series. It's it's funny. The funny thing is, eh, let a country in South America see that mm-hmm. they're doing mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Killer, mm-hmm. the US helicopter <laughs> spinning up. We invaded. We have to give uh, military assistance. Help install the new government. Exactly. Maduro wasn't even talking about anything yet, and they already had like destroyers down there, both okay. block of the on the outside. We ready, if anything. What? Yeah. So, y'all, let's just leave it right there for the news because I think that's that's. No, no, no. Y'all have one more thing. Eh? Yeah. Y'all have one the, the, the biggest. Yeah. The biggest and most hilarious. Thing. Yeah, but this is more like if y'all have heard Charlemagne's donkey of the day. This is Ooh. what you call it. What you said, Vernon? No, no, no. That's our macaque of the week. Uh, macaque is macaque is monkey <laughs> in Creole. Yeah. So macaque monkey of, the, of week. the week, moron of the month, whatever you want to call her. If you were on social media and have not seen the probably now viral video of Christina Milian receiving a breadfruit in one of these like tropical fruit boxes, proceeding to take said breadfruit, cut it in half, cutting another small piece from said half and eating it raw. Not only did she do this, she handed a piece to her friend and says, tastes so tropical, doesn't it? Missy, I go to be honest with you, I watched that, eh? and you'll know what annoyed me most of all, that the breadfruit was wasted. Alright? First of all, I didn't check says why, wish I could get a breadfruit there now, because breadfruit balls, you Mm. know, some green figured breadfruit, uh, some Mm -hmm. saltfish and breadfruit, you know? I will have my saltfish. Now when they're wasting breadfruit, like, First of all, she cut the breadfruit wrong. So uh, once she you cut the breadfruit, once she cut the breadfruit, I'm like, oh, this is about to be some shit. Like I knew it was going south from the minute she cut the breadfruit. I'm like, now, oh, no. Now, here I think, obviously, I that's how somebody with some breadfruit there today. Obviously, all of us Caribbean people <laughs> they have a chance don't, when don't, the meeting, don't know. What tropical tastes like because Clearly, n- none of us ever never know <laughs> I knew they were on the toilet this morning. I knew it. Like, what does it the day after when you tell me, Insides must have been screaming. She, she cut it wrong, right? Then she takes a small piece and then she, you, the thing is, right? Bro, there's no way raw breadfruit tastes good. It doesn't. The thing is, right, like, if you ever, like, look at breadfruit, the breadfruit peel after they peel it and you, like, smell it, like, it does not taste amazing, right? You say, dog, you ever touch breadfruit? It's like, slimy, touch- it's sticky. Okay. All right. Now, my my thing is that, right, she is one Hey Siri or Hey Google away from just right. getting a proper breadfruit recipe, you know. Like, YouTube video. A YouTube video. Perfect. Somebody cooking. A... 
in a world where information is so abundant, so many of us just choose to not access it at all. And I'm like, you could have asked, you could have literally, this girl is so popular. She could have just put a Bradford picture on her profile. Hey and guys, say, hey guys, guys, tell me what to do with this. Exactly. No. Like, that's why I'm upset. Because especially as somebody who is, I know, she, is she black? She's she close enough, right? Hispanic, close enough. You should at least ask your ancestors what to do with this. <laughs> All right. So, um, speaking of social media, right, let's just transition into this oh week's topic. <laughs> so, the three of us um, all watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Um, we're going to attempt to not give, like, spoilers, but it's not really, like, a spoiler kind of thing. Um, you just kind of have to watch it for yourself, right? But I think the conversation we'll have around this is just a conversation we could have had generally anyway, but we're going to use what we saw in the documentary to kind of guide it. Um, so, for... Hold on. Before you start, first of all, let me... A preliminary question. After watching this, what is your stance? Like, do you all agree with it? Do you all disagree with it? That's all I want to know. Agree but what is the it? The, the, the documentary. Do you all agree with the premise that they are saying in the end? Because at the end, they came to a conclusion. They had a conclusion at the end. That is bad, and we need to start, that the technology is bad, and we need to start thinking of ways to change the technology. That's basically what they were trying to say. I don't think that's the, the, I don't think that's the whole, yeah, I don't think that's the whole um, solution to the issue. It's a human issue. Okay, but, okay, so continue. Okay, but just there are people who are listening to this right now who have not watched the documentary, so we have to kind of give right a high level thing, right? So this documentary brought together um, people in the technology industry that were maybe early onset um, developers, engineers. at the different social media networks yeah, or at Google, creative. right? So Google, Facebook, um, there's even somebody from Pinterest, all kinds of yeah, things. The, uh, Twitter, CEO, yeah. All of those um, like brands, it was somebody who had maybe worked there before was integral in the development of the platform, right? So they saw how the sausage was made and saw how things change over time. The argument was more or less that Um, As good as social media has been, there are a lot of negative things that have come about through social media and that the path that they started on when creating these tools, they have strayed from the path and that they believe now these technology platforms need to be like held accountable and take onus for like solving some of the problems that have emerged from and social media, the creation to, of social almost media. Almost to some extent, and some of them actually said it, they kind of, it's almost like they want to, they wish they could get rid of some of those platforms or undo some of those Or things. maybe some of the things that they implemented yes. with the platforms. Yeah. undo some of those things. Adani, you feel like that's a good enough like overview? Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a good enough overview. Right, so... Like, I guess one of the fundamental questions there, which was Vinan was asking us, is the responsibility on the tech platforms to change, own up to 
take responsibility for some of the issues you know that have come up. Um, so, I, but like, you don't you don't have to answer that right oh, now, right? Let's mm-hmm. let, let's let's go into some of the details of what those were, right? Way. So one of the concepts was, you know, so that title is a social dilemma. One of those sub dilemmas within there is the mental health dilemma. Okay. Right. So that social media and all of these tools have um, led to the um, they they thrive on addiction, anxiety, depression. Like those are the things that it like stimulates, I guess, within mm. the the user audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are designed to reward distraction and keep us hooked at the expense of our own well being. Okay. Thoughts. Danny, you want to give your thoughts first on that? Uh, I, I want to go last. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, boy, I I I try to figure out how I can see what I was to say without sounding like an asshole. Okay, I'll give you all time to think. Me, I think, yes, it is addictive, right? Yeah. I think it's a a a, a struggle, or it is a dilemma in a sense because. If you put yourself in the shoes of I'm creating something, my goal in creating this thing is to keep people on my and platform, have people engaged, have yeah. people interacting with what I have created, right? Yeah. Nobody um, created an app for it to be used once and then just sit there. Right. Never used again. Right. Um, so it's like, okay, yes, can it be addicted? And is it based on people getting addicted? Yes. Is that wrong? No. I don't think it's wrong. That's me answering your question. Um, (laughs) It's it's tough, right? Because I I can see both sides of the coin in terms of if you were to make a casino, right? You would not make a casino that is not addictive, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because I mean, whether or not people have gambling addiction, like you know, that's not your problem. Realistically, in the greater scheme of things, you here to make money, pay your employees, pay your bills, and you know, run a successful casino. So, it yeah. is in your best interest to make the casino as addictive and you know, put yeah, in various things yeah, that people room. want. <laughs> yeah, you know, so put various machines, lay out the floor. You know, like. Even though people win, like you know, you like it's in your best interest to kind of cater your casino to that, to that way. In the same way, right? If you're building an app or you're running a web service or something like that, you know, it's in your best interest to make it as enticing to individuals. I think the problem becomes when you start crossing that line into like invasiveness. Like, 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 if somebody is off the platform, right, and they're doing their own thing, like, sending them things to, like, get them back on, like, and, like, try and re-entice them. Like, you know, that's, that's, I kind of see that like, like a casino, like, you know, like, sending you chips at your house, like, mailing you chips <laughs> into your mailbox. Like, hey, buddy, 
why don't you come down to Vegas? Like, yeah, you know? so for me, it's, for me it's, a, it's a funny thing because it's like I'm a marketer, right? Like this is what like we live and breathe, right? The whole thing is changing and managing like human behavior, mm. right? Okay. So, and I guess we didn't mention it, but this was something they were talking about in it that if you're not paying for the, if you're not paying for the product or service, you are the you are the customer. You are you are you are the product. You are the product, yeah. right? So eyeballs, attention, humans, like that data, all of that is the is what they're buying and sell. You know, that's what they're exchanging. Yes. Yeah. So um and here's the thing, right? I think this is where the mental health comes. It's like so much like persuasion and whatever that it's making you feel it's designed to make you feel like i'm doing this because i want to do this okay. right so here's my thing i and, agree and sorry habit forming as well right even like the scrolling and whatever right like you just you do it because it's a what do you call it the trained behavior the yeah. psychology thing um here's my thing um i agree the apps are men those apps social media all those things they're meant to be addictive and draw people in and whatnot. Um, but here's my thing. I do not blame that solely on the apps because for me, part of the thing as a person, you have to have some self-restraint and whatnot. And let me let me let me give you an example. Perfect example right now, I am studying mm-hmm. for my certificate. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I am able to study and not think, oh, let me take my phone and scroll through Instagram and whatnot? self-control but everybody is different right okay so for me i acknowledge i have an addictive personality right okay like you remember back in the day when i was playing things like sims i could probably play sims for hours not realize that i have not bathed or eaten for the day and like right that is why i do not play game like that right like you saw you gave me animal crossing like and for a week i was breathing animal crossing right i had to pull myself away and he thought yeah this is a great thing but like when i when i go in i i go hard for me for me i have that awareness that that is part that's of what my, i was getting I, I'm, it's the same thing for me with sweets right like but these that's kinds what of I things i was going to get to so it's not only a self-control thing but a self-awareness thing. right so you as a person while yes the app may be designed to be addictive and to pull you in you have to start now becoming more aware of yourself okay in now. that like in that like yeah i have a i have a, a addictive personality or maybe i be aware that hey Maybe I spend a little too much time on this app and put it to yourself that like when you do get off the app, you're not going to be drawn back in easily by mm-hmm. a alert, a notification. Right. You've seen my phone. Mm-hmm. You've seen the state of my notification bar. And you just ask me, Vernon, how you have all these notifications? And my thing is, I, okay, like... And that's can... why I open the apps more times than you because I'm like, oh, dopamine, <laughs> boom. Um, Adani, what were you going to say? Because I have I, something to read to him, but I want you to... I was going to say that we are approaching that from our well-adjusted personalities, right? Yes. Yeah. But yes. there are grown-ups who have no self-control, right? And then a lot of these things are catered to people under the age of 18, 21. 
yes, yes. that's exactly right. where I well, want to go in so, that, that so there's a certain age limit on cannabis on alcohol even on smoking driving even going to the okay. casino there's a certain age limit so where is the age limit for stuff like well here's my thing before you speak that's the other point i was going to make for us i think why it may be easy for us in our generation to disconnect is because you have to remember a lot of these things we grew up without yes we the we one of the generations that that experience starting to grow up and not have those things and probably becoming an early adopter in those things yeah. to mm-hmm. using it. Some so, of these younger generations, from the time they grew up, they had those things. Yeah. So they know no better. Yeah, so let me just interject here, right? That's exactly what I was going to say, right? So I have the self-awareness and whatever, right, to realize, okay, I have an addictive personality mm-hmm. and, um, okay, I'm doing it again. I need to pull myself away. But when you have these digital natives and these kids, right, who that's what they come to like know. Right. But I mean, it's also kind of the way of like living now, right? So it says here, it said in the documentary as well, um, Gen Z is those born after 1996 are the first generation that had social media in middle school. Right, yep. so I mean, in the formative years. So what? What would that be? Grade six through eight is middle school, right? So that's like when, for us, when you're just finishing primary school, entering your formative r- years, right? <laughs> so it's only worse, you know, for those gener people born yeah. after that, even right. Um, but even I mean, remember how kids were cruel, right? Like imagine what could have been said and how your thing could have been informed, even like with your parents, you know, saying something and keeping an eye, right? What your friends, peers, whatever was, could be saying online, the bullying and, you know, bashing and that well, you know, kind of thing. We did our bullying in person, you know. <laughs> Way to see you to tell you what I have to tell you. Um, but the 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 thing that stuck with me on this mental health dilemma part of it is that um, suicide rates in young girls have increased, yep. and that um, the self harm among preteens in the US is three times right, and okay. it's a hundred and fifty percent rise in suicide. So they had compared since two thousand and eight the number of hospitalizations for non-fatal self-harm and in the 10 to 14 girls, right, since 2008, that um, number has increased 189%, right? So almost 200%. And then in the girls from 15 to 19, that it it was a 62% increase since 2008, right? So... you know, they're saying, you know, social media is what's running, you know, behind that, right? So it's like self-harm, right? It's more than, like, when you take it to self-harm, right? When, and that's a lot more serious than, like, oh, I'm just, you know, addicted, right? Like, that transcends so, so to your, your concept of self-worth that you're valuing yourself through what's being said on these platforms and the comparison to other people and that kind of thing. As you said, we've developed, you know, some kind of grounding prior to being introduced to these things, but like, how does that affect someone young? And I don't want to um, ignore what you said, but I agree with you, Adani, that, you know, 
y'all are saying alcohol, tobacco, all of these things are regulated, but the technology has been so fast and the governments and whoever, exactly, right? The, so, the problems, you know, were showing themselves, so, their regulation could never keep up. So, um, I go to, I don't know if this is me maybe jumping ahead of our notes. And, and no, it's not, it's really good. But this is, the, the watching this whole social dilemma thing, for me, what I heard from the people talking, and I don't know if it's maybe because it's me being somebody in tech and and whatnot, I did not hear people who truly were worried about the direction that the, the direction it was having or the harm it was having on the society. Mm-hmm. I heard people who were angry that they lost control over those things that they built. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. I don't know why it just it just sounded like some people. Because I keep reading ex Google employee, ex Facebook employee, well, and the thing is, and it's like the people in the documentary they made their money on that, exactly. and it's not like they gave the money back. It, and right? that was the problem for me. So, Everybody kept saying, "I have an issue with what Facebook doing," and I'm like, "Okay, so you had this issue and you're standing there, but not once did you say, you know what? I'm not going to take that paycheck because I really not happy with what, how they're using my code." Well, well, they did quit, eh? <laughs> That's why they former employees. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We we say they quit, but it for me again, it's like, did you quit because you really were not happy with what it was doing, or you were just happy, or you were just unhappy that you lost control over it? Like somebody else in this company, this big behemoth, saw it could do way more than you thought it it could do. It should. It and and used it to do something bigger, and is that you quit out of being salty that they came up with the idea to use this thing you okay remember that show adani um silicon valley how the fella mm-hmm. came up with a little algorithm to compress data mm-hmm. and that thing ended up in the end being something that helped him create a whole new type of internet yeah it's kind of yeah. like that it's like they came up with the little algorithm to compress data and somebody higher up was like yo that thing can do more than compress data let's take that and use that to do that and they downstairs like yo what the fuck like I didn't realize it could have done all but that. It, yeah, I but I know mad now. Well, it's not only that, that Werner. It's like a Frankenstein thing, right? Like we've created a monster, right? That's the the vibe. Yeah, and and I, I watched this whole thing, and it was people constantly blaming the technology, and you know, the technology, the technology, the technology. And I gave Anushka the analogy of like, bro, the gun didn't kill the person. It was the person who picked up the gun and aimed it at the person and, and fired it that did the killing it. Yeah, but the how accessible? How accessible is the tool? That's like you have to check those things. And I'm not arguing that, but nonetheless, we cannot keep blaming the tools. That's what I'm saying. I felt like they were constantly blaming the tools when they were not blaming the people in charge of the tools or blaming the person who used the tool. You see what I'm saying? The, the tool can regulate itself. Is the people in charge of it that have to regulate it? When you say the people, you mean the the owners of the technology. The because... owners, the government. Because sometimes even the owners themselves, they create something and it end up being used for something they did not intend it for, mm-hmm. and they carry yeah. on doing nothing so, about it. Adani, you have something else to contribute to that point? Yeah, yeah. So I believe the government a lot of times is dropping the ball because the owners themselves. It's, it's a conflict of interest, right? Because 
you can develop something, right? And it can be harmful. But because it doesn't affect you directly and you make money off of it, you don't see the need to actually regulate it in any meaningful way, right? So, for instance, right, I bet you um, Zuckerberg doesn't let his kids use Facebook or, or a lot of these guys will let their kids on social platforms that like, like that people, other people who don't know the effects would let their kids on social platforms a lot more often, right? If you listen to this, these employees, they always say, nah, I don't let my kids use this technology till that time and whatever, whatever. They have rules, right? So they're regulating their family, but they're not regulating what you, everybody else can do. So it's up to the government or regulatory boards to make things, you know, a lot less because there needs to be some kind of regulation. Like, I'm not saying people can't make their money. You know, it's a new business. Yeah. But, like, at some point in time, right, you cannot have Facebook being a tool for, you know, the KKK to meet easier, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, there needs to be some kind of rules like, hey, yeah, this is not okay, right? Like, this this is where we draw the line. This is the what the rules are. This is not okay. Well, I think they're trying to draw those lines. But here's my thing, yeah? And I'm not arguing that you you cannot, you're not supposed to regulate these things. But here's my thing. How can you truly regulate those things? And let me let me give you an example, Edani. I assure you, as a computer person, an IT person, growing up, you had gone to a site that asked you for your age, and you knowing that the site saying 18 and up only, you put a fake age just to get in. Oh, yes. But, I mean, that's not them really trying. That's just them adjusting to whatever the rule was. Because, I mean, I put that on, like, a cannabis site. But I knew that other people would come there because, you know, to put that level of um, restriction on it when that's not what the government requires, you know, yes. it's different. But, but I say this to ask, mm-hmm. how do you stop children from or, or young people from going to sites that you think they should not be on outside of you as a parent, putting in parental controls and whatnot? How do you how do you regulate that? That's what I ask in NBC. I'm not arguing that it shouldn't be regulated. It should be. And that's probably why some of these people you hear to these people who work at those companies say they're not letting their children go on it until a certain age and whatnot. Because in their head, they know that a child should not be in this until they formative years. Well, let so me let me give you an let me give you an example, right? So for the cannabis side, right? The age restriction is like a false barrier, basically, right? You can... It's a regu- are, just checking the checklist yeah, for regulatory a regular, thing. Yeah, regulatory thing, right? Yeah. Are you more than 21? Yes. Uh, if you're not, you know, who, who clicks no, right? However, when you actually have to order anything, you have to show your ID, right? Okay. So you have to take a picture and show your ID, right, digitally before you can even place an order. And then when you get the order at your door, you still have to show that you are the person who ordered it with your ID. Otherwise, your money okay. is taken and it's taken away. So that, that is one Facebook, way. If somebody goes to sign up for a Facebook account, they should have to scan their ID and send it in and then they approve it and then they allow them to open the account if they are at a certain age. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's where OnlyFans is. You know, that's where a lot of other places are. You know, so, you have to scan your ID if you get it wrong. I mean, because they use your ID to verify your identification if you lose your password. So, I mean, if you really want to join Facebook, it's taking a picture of if your phone of your ID really that difficult. Like, you know, but if you're a child and you don't have an ID, 
then you know maybe that might be just the level of difficulty that might keep you away. Of course, some children probably going to have fake IDs and whatever, but at least you join the like you're going to have to try to get a fake ID just to sign up to Facebook. All right. So just like in the interest of like keeping it moving, right? So the next component, right? Okay. I I hear what y'all are saying. Um, but there still lends the fact, right, that the technology did not necessarily cause the issues. There still it it it, 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 it amplified existing social issues, construct structures, right? Fake so, news was always there fake, because propaganda you know, ex- back in the exactly, days. Exactly right. Things like yeah. fake news. Bullying was always there. Things like and I mean, calling for more involvement with mm-hmm. parenting. You know, young, young people more, who are going into stores buying liquor, buying cigarettes. Eg- yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. All of yeah. these behaviors were things that existed in society they just became a different form or format once brought into that like landscape and i agree on right so the next dilemma is the democracy dilemma right so that given you have a profile and whatever right all of these platforms are collecting so much data on you from your actions, your likes, your dislikes, your interactions, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that they've customized the algorithms to be, you know, mm-hmm. dynamic, personalized to you, that it creates a whole kind of separate digital universe, right? For lack of a better word, specific to Anushka, specific to Vernon, specific to Adani, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that if you open any of our news feeds, they're going to look completely different. And I'm fine with that. Right. But that the news feed and the algorithms or whatever can be used to... um, Spread fear and stuff like that. Well, that's one thing. Just feed you what they want you to see. Exactly. Right. There's a... I guess, uh, aspect of censorship, uh, aspect of keeping you in a certain bubble. And if it's keeping all sets of different people in a certain bubble, it's ending up, right, dividing, right? And then to something you all mentioned a little while ago is that I created the tool for whatever I didn't plan or expect Russian hackers to go in or, you know, they're not even hackers, right? It's not hackers. Yeah, it's it's just people just going, going and use the platform to then put ads to a specific group of people. people. Right? Because I think it's Facebook proved that they could influence elections before the 2016, you know, general yeah. election, right? So things like that, like what do you all think of the whole democracy dilemma right and what part social media plays in that by you know presenting these worlds because for us now even like being in quarantine you're not necessarily going out too much well adani has a different experience right but zero cases You, you're not like you're not like going out and having like the physical experience of underground and hearing people, you know, and seeing that sentiment too much. Yeah. It's what you see 
online that you may be using as your kind of lens, right? Mm. So then if Facebook is showing you something similar to, you know, what you think and Google is showing you something similar to what you think, and you know, y'all get where I'm so, going. So here's my thing. Here's my thing, MBC. And you said it earlier. You said it from the get-go. These things have always been around. So the whole influencing an election per se, that was always there even before social media. People would go, let's say, you would report wrong stats in a poll to make people think, well, oh, that man's so far up, why I even have to bother voting? Or that person's so far down, they have no way to come back and win. Why vote? That has been there. Fake news always been there. People spreading propaganda to misinformation. These things have been there. All that has happened is the landscape has changed. It is now in your hand on a regular, and people need to understand... The algorithm, I, 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 I want to explain it in a way that, you know, first of all, an algorithm cannot, it, it, it don't have no feelings in not attacking you. Um, before you go there, let uh-huh. me address it with you with some of the facts, right? So fake news spreads six times faster than accurate news on Twitter. The falsehoods are 70% more likely to be retweeted. MIT 2018. Okay. The number of countries with political disinformation campaigns on social media doubled in the past two years, hmm. right? So, one, right, like, probably at this point, and they kind of started trying to do things, but uh, it's weird, but, like, probably no political ad should be able, go, you know, to run, but po- political campaigns are big money, so where is an ad person going to say no, no to no that, ad. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The next one is Google That's... search results can shift the voting preferences of undecided voters by 20% or more, up to 80% among some demographics. And the last one, which I think is relevant to what you're going to say, Vernon, is an internal memo to Facebook senior execs in 2018, which was largely ignored, read, our algorithms exploit the human brain's attraction to divisiveness. If left unchecked, they'll feed users more and more divisive content in an effort to gain user attention and increase time on the platform. They say, they say, they say. The algorithm is setting out to do malicious things and whatnot. All right? The first... Uh, boy, I, you see, part of the problem is... People need to understand it's not it's not the algorithm. It's the people who wrote the algorithm and built it. And yep. those people understand... They have their own people, biases. They so, have their biases, but also those people study how the human mind works and knew to write an algorithm that would exploit that and work a certain way. Yeah. So it's let not me, the algorithm. It's let, the people who wrote the algorithm. So them saying that if left unchecked, the algorithm, the algorithm ain't doing nothing. It's just doing what it was told to do. So, a computer is not smart. So let me let me be just hold that, but let me say because you bleeding into the third dilemma, which is the discrimination okay. dilemma, algorithmic bias, and the amplification of hate. Oh, Lord right? That's one sense. So let's give me some more stats. Researchers found that leading AI models for processing hate speech were 1.5 times more likely to flag tweets as offensive or hateful when they were written by African Americans. Okay. 64% of the people who joined extremist groups on Facebook did so because their algorithm stayed them there. Okay. 
<laughs> Until 2019, Facebook allowed advertisers to use discriminatory targeting in ads. Those advertising jobs, housing, and credit offers could choose to exclude people on the basis of gender, race, disability, and other characteristics, which goes against things like and fair I, housing. I go see what I have to say for the next dilemma. But on the whole thing of... No, the, well, we, we no, enhance, but we can see, talk about it all. On the whole thing of the democracy thing, yes, okay, social media is... And these tools is affecting democracy, all mm-hmm. right? It is affecting the way elections public go, opinion. public opinion, mm-hmm. and whatnot, all right? So now it is up to, it is up to this. This is one of the areas I do agree that the creators of the tools need to moderate a little bit. No question about it. You have to moderate those things. The same way that people on Reddit does moderate Reddit, like you can't really get on Reddit and say too much bad things because somebody could just hop on there and shadow ban you and whatnot. They need to moderate those things. But also, the onus is on the people as well. Well, I, I can't say the onus is on the people as well because everybody have their own opinions and biases. I can't tell nobody what to think. We just, but this is where the tools go to run into problems because now when they go to start wanting to move people's post because oh it's too politically biased this way mm-hmm. and that way people will start to complain you're trying to control how we censorship you try to and, censor us yeah so now i feel like these people are in a tough spot in that area because it's like do we police extra hard and take off all those campaign ads and all those things and risk people saying oh i'm not using your platform because you're censoring us on but here's the thing you know as a marketer and as somebody who's interested in those kinds of things you don't even have to lead with the politics. You can say, okay, people are sensitive about this particular issue. I'm going to do an ad relating to this thing. So let's say it could be something relating to education. And then on the party side, you align their standpoint with that education thing. So it's not a direct party ad. It's something about a theme. And that's some of the stuff that Cambridge Analytica and them did. But yeah, that's what. So here's it, the thing. it didn't necessarily attach a party. Exactly, it was a, a theme, a content, or whatever. So, so the thing is, it goes back to us trying to engineer and influence human behavior. The um, because um, persuasion. And that's right? the thing you have to remember: the people who read in those tools, they're not the only person trying to influence your behavior. The people you want them to stop and you say food not the hate speech, these people trying to influence your behavior as well. And these people study human behavior just as well as the people who create the tools. So they will find ways to subliminally hit you with the messages. I can't give you a direct ad telling you not to vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is hit you with an ad giving you, telling you it in another way. Mm -hmm. They find subtle ways to sneak it in. Mm -hmm. So So then here's the thing. You have to remember also that a lot of these companies... They're trying to be efficient and save money and make money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are resorting to, instead of using human interaction, human moderators who actually sit there, they're using now AI. AI. Okay? And you can't... These people, these other people, figure out ways to beat the AI. A lot of people, that's their job. They're still there and figure out ways to beat AI. We have a whole team like that at work. The whole job is to sit there and figure out how to beat our security AI. What, what do you do at that point? Adani? <laughs> it's, it's complex, right? Because it's new and it might be some more years before we even see how badly the damage even is. Like, But 
Too much. On the political front. <laughs> Too much, my G. 30 something days, bro. On the political front, I believe people need some ownership in this as well. Yeah. Because if what you are say? not a very gullible person, you would know that a political ad saying Joe Biden will kill your children and kill your babies and flood, <laughs> flood your um communities <laughs> with black people. Like, you know, like... Like, I feel like at some point, yeah, like at some point you'll be like, even though you see it, you're like, ooh, that's bad. Go in Google. Will Joe Biden kill my baby? (laughs) Okay, fake news. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Trump, you know, is part of the KKK and, you know, he sacrifices children. Okay, fake news. Like, you know, like at some point, at some point, like you, you as a person, right? You, like... You, you were know. so gullible that Facebook algorithm put you in a hate group. Like, mm, <laughs> scrolling, Facebook recommends you join the KKK. Why? Don't do that. Uh. Scroll again. Facebook <laughs> says the KKK is really good for you. No, but well, that no is, I'm not a KKK is, user. It's a gradual progression, you know. It's breadcrumbs a little bit. You know how you say Facebook rec- recommends. Yeah. The Facebook fix you really like. Facebook <laughs> Facebook has found a KKK like, office in your area. Whoa, it's just down the street. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So by the time they recommend <laughs> that, neighbor. but by the time they recommend that, they've already given you enough that then yeah. it's relevant. Uh, your neighbor is part of the KKK group. Oh, uh, shit. I should probably join uh, Bob in there too. Uh, 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 you know, Bob is my friend. I really like Bob. Oh <laughs> my god! Um, what I was going to say, and I do agree with you, Adney, but what I about um, that? I think it goes back to a, awareness, right? And like intent, and and just your personal ownership. I, I think a component of that is mindfulness, because the whole thing of the social media and whatever is like trying to rope us in, catch the fish and, you know, lure them in and keep them there. Right. But the fish just wanted to go and swim. (laughs) Right. The fish wasn't looking for, for the bait. The fish, like their belly was full already. You know, videos. I didn't want to go to Amazon to buy packages. Exactly. Right. Or, all right so you you end up watching whatever influencers and then boom ad why have i spent 20 minutes on sheen or h&m you know like trying and buy you know looking to spend my money when i had no intentions of spending Spending my money money. um but just just that mindfulness of even our time right like how much time do you spend there and what when you're opening that up what are you coming here to do are you come because I think a lot of us go in, oh, I'm bored, let me go here. Well, you don't even you're not going in with the intention to actually look for something or do something. And I think that's where we lose in a whole, you know, set of ourselves, right? Um, on the fake news thing that y'all were bringing up, I thought it was interesting that we I have probably been like sandwiched like with the generations in a sense because how many times have your parents sent you fake news or them forwards uh, from the you know the like older I, generation are the bane of our existence when it comes to these forwards <laughs> and that's why WhatsApp had to implement uh-huh. what they implemented to limited to limit how much yeah if something has been shared too many times you can only share it to one other person yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Like I mean, the older generation is very gullible, and that's usually the people that you know. Facebook recommends KKK groups too. <laughs> but uh, no, Adani, I'm, I, I'm I, not I, racist. I was, How did I get here? Adani, I, your point that you made. I, let me tell you something. You don't know how much I wholeheartedly agree that are willing to take onus on themselves for some of it. And and because I look at, like, you, I showed it to y'all on Twitter. I think I showed it to you, Anushka, on Twitter, where people, it's to the point where people see a piece of news and they don't even research it and they just run with the outrage immediately. Mm-hmm. And then when they go with the outrage and somebody come and correct them, now they're looking like an ass, like, oh, shit, boy, I didn't research well, that. Yeah. And then they go and they start deleting things to not look like an ass. I think even this whole thing of outrage, that has been like a social media boy. thing that has developed, almost creating a online mob, um, what's they call it's, it? It's mob, mob mentality, mob mentality yeah. right? Because people see other people being outraged and, and they, they want, want to, to be, be in the outrage. Yeah. And people need to understand, sometimes it's okay to not have feelings about something. You don't have to care or... Or you don't need to go with all of the goats. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know everybody, everyone's like, oh, I hate pineapple on pizza. You may like pineapple like, on pizza. Okay. Like your pineapple on pizza. You don't have to go out and say, I hate pineapple on pizza too, because everybody's saying it. I, I think a lot of people at social media form their own opinions, so they don't have any opinions of their own. Boy. So that's why it's so gullible. Because if somebody tells you pineapple on pizza is good or bad, you should already have either formed your opinion or you're going to try it to form your opinion. You shouldn't be exactly. like, I, well, I never had it, but if that person say pineapple is good on pizza, I guess, you know. And then somebody come and they make a long, lengthy argument about why pineapple is sweet and you shouldn't have sweet things on pizza. And like, well, that person... Oh, make a you know they always have those African <laughs> You know, give you the molecular breakdown of pineapple and how it does not go with the, mole- the molecules on the pizza and and the grease of the pizza is going to react bad when it like yeah, dog. We, we are old. We are old enough and we have, well, most of us have read enough that an algorithm shouldn't be able to change your mind so easily, at least. Like, I mean, I understand maybe if the algorithm was in the world... So, like, you search something on Google, right? And while you're driving, while you're driving on the highway, like, literally the the, the digital signboard, like, changes to what you search on Google. Like, you know, I if that was, like, a global thing, I understand how terrible that would be. But you just go on Facebook once, and then you're like, well, Facebook just recommended me buy a toaster, right? but I need two. <laughs> no, but, Adani, you are right. People are too easily influenced. It's like they have no backbone. They're letting any little thing sway their opinion. They're not willing to stand their ground. But here's the thing, the, the algorithm and the data with the elections, they were able to identify who on the platform That's was easily swayed. swayed. Yeah. And I was going to say they don't stand their ground, but I'm wrong. Because they're easily influenced and they're quick to stand their ground on what they just get easily influenced That's what it, It's on. divisive. Uh, That's the thing. Okay, hit us with your next point, man. I'm done, bro. Oh, you're done. Okay, so you're not going to hit the point where you were saying... Okay, so then I'm going to say something. Because in this whole social dilemma thing, I saw this thing appear on Twitter. And it appeared for me because I follow this girl who's a coder. And sometimes she has posted cool snippets of how to use certain APIs and cool tools she's using with pieces of code. 
and she retweeted a thing from a guy who was basically saying that Twitter's algorithm is racist. Its facial recognition algorithm is racist. Guys, 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 guys. Let, let me, trust me here, all right? I, I, I feel like, you know, you're listening to us, 83 episodes, you know, um... I've never led you all astray. Or tried, I, I try my best not to give you false information. But I can tell you on this one here. And let me tell you something. I'm I willing to like put my hand in, a fi- in fire for that one. An algorithm cannot be racist. Okay? Say it with me, guys. You ready? Yeah. An, An algorithm, algorithm cannot, cannot be racist. Kick. <laughs> the algorithm is literally a bunch of logical steps, okay? The computer is following those logical steps. I want you to understand something. A computer is dumb. The computer will only do what you tell it, and it will do it exactly how you tell it to do it. So if you tell the computer to jump, it will go ask you how high, it will just jump. That's all it's going to do. It's not going to alter, deviate. It's not the algorithm. It's not the computer. It's the racist humans. person is the person who wrote the algorithm. That's what you'll need to understand. Well, but even to that point, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. It, because the person may not even be racist. Because the person may have only seen one type of black person if a certain type of well, teacher. Let me, let me give you all an example. Not even for the picture thing, right? But let's talk about statements and sentiment analysis and whatever, yeah. right? If they are write the algorithm to look for what's most popular and what ends up being most popular are the things that are divisive and racist, you know, provoking and whatever. Then it's going to go based off of that. You go that far. How about they just write it based on the things they hear around them in the neighborhood? Let's say they live in a certain area where Mm -hmm. people just Mm -hmm. don't speak a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. All of this affects how the algorithm is written. Imagine, right, you get a job at Google, right, and you have never even traveled, right? You lived in somewhere all your life, and now you just work in there. And, like, you don't know what the other part of the world is. You write that algorithm, and your experience in life shows that, right? But if you were to actually sit down and, like, train or, or write an algorithm or train an algorithm, right? Let's say you train an algorithm to identify mangoes, right? You give the algorithm 2,000 pictures, right? But because of where you live, Julie Mango and Mango Tinkwem are the only mangoes that you really have access to, right? And you found a few other pictures of mangoes online. You never see Palwi. So your algorithm don't see Palwi. Exactly. The algorithm like, what the hell am I supposed to do in that now? So now, right, somebody is implementing your algorithm in some other software as an API, right? And they try and find mango. And they search mango and it comes up as a Julie mango when you have a mango parry in your hand. And you're like, well, this shit is racist to mangoes. How dare it assume that this mango is, is a Julie mango when it's a mango parry? Like, you know, no, you know, because it just hasn't been trained. <laughs> but here's the other thing, Missy. And this goes to, this is for all my... Um, couch engineers. <laughs> what right? The ones who sit on the engineers and feed their couches. You'll need to understand how this facial recognition software works. Alright, guys? When it gets a picture, the first thing it does, you know the first thing it does? It inverts the color and converts it to black and white. Tell me what you think is going to happen when you invert the color of a black person. 
and convert it to black and white. Of course, it's going to confuse the algorithm. That, the, yep. so it's, it's little things like that. Like, you all need to understand. Guys, use the internet, Missy. You all have it. You all have it in your hand. It's on your iPad. Some of your cars even have internet in it. You have Alexa all over your house. You have an Apple Watch on your hand. Use it. Research. Learn shit. Stop blaming the technology. That was my whole issue with this social dilemma thing. Like, fellas just sat down there and they were like, yeah, boy, Facebook is bad. It, it is horrible. That's a shitty tool. Like, this thing is going to end the world. Well, and that's the thing, right? horrible. Google is going to rise up one day and kill us all. And some of them said that, you know, like, some of, not many of them, but some of them said, you know, we making the bad, right, outweigh the fact that, you know, lives have been saved people have been reunited like okay. all of these yeah like, there's a lot of good and stuff. there's a lot of positive right um and you know yes it's a current issue and it's something that a lot more people need to be aware of and together on to be able to solve it because it's a complex thing because it's not only a the tech portion it's a human thing and adapting your personal human behavior to the current situations at hand right so even like you know call to action for you guys right like let's see i mean i've I've been trying to do it eh, because i'm so bad but let's try to be more mindful about how we use these tools right and intentional about how we use these tools i'm intentionally not to destroy people Let's also like look at our kids and like the young ones and whatever. So your children go outside and play Missy. Right? Your little nephews and whatever, if you don't have kids, right? That just they want to Why do children come over and they have to sit down and talk to each other on the cell phone? You're all in the mm-hmm. same room. It's it's little things like that. And and unless you're I playing heard... among us, off your phones. No, but it's not even that alone, Danny. <laughs> just 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 think about it, eh, Oi. How much technology and all these apps and things have changed the landscape of parenting? Mm-hmm. Adani, summer, you would be at home. At some point, your mother will tell you, hey, Adani, you played video games a little too long. Take a book and read a book. Or go yep. outside. Or you, they even tell you that. you outside dragging your ass all over the neighborhood. You're on your bike. You're in neighbor street. You're doing all kinds of things. You're ever thinking about video games or computer or, or TV. It's, it's little, they, people have to start, you know, Bring your children out in nature, man. Like, let them go outside. It was so refreshing the other day. I was walking on our street and there was um somebody driving their SUV. They opened the sunroof or whatever and had their two had two girls, um two young girls out standing to, up yeah. in the sunroof and and they were driving a little fast up and down the street and the girls were just there screaming like woo, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Because that reminded me of when we were younger and we go in the back of the um, pickup, you you know, and your father they're driving and it's like, you know, your little roller coaster. No, because I say this because as much as I I think they don't want to admit or maybe they know, the technology is not going to go away. It Mm -hmm. is only going to get more advanced and more part of our lives. So Mm -hmm. I think it's up to us as humans to, you know, try and teach ourselves some disconnect, you know? Spend some time outside. Convene with, with nature, if you want to call it, you know? Throw a ball. Just lay in your grass. Read a book. Pick up a physical book and read. 
you know, just just stuff like that. Like it, I I think a lot of times parents even afraid to let their children go outside now. Like <laughs> like just like in the Caribbean, that's still an option. But like I feel like in America, like people might even be afraid to let. Like, can you imagine you live in New York? Like. Who lets your I child say, go outside on the street? You. you don't have to let your child go outside the street. But stay inside and play something. Play, play some Scrabble. Play some yep. chess. Let's play a board game. Oh, no. Destroy your child's self-confidence. Well, but even things yeah, right? like... Even things like... Drop a cooking, drop on your child. Not even so. Cook cooking, with your child. Let me show you how to build this. Let me show you how Let's to fix this. Let's play some Legos. Let me... Let me do, you know, like... Yeah. I must your see. Child outside of these things. I must see. Like, when people were playing video games like i had a set time right so if oh. i get in two hours i get in two hours and i have to go my chores and then i used to have like time on the weekend where it was my baking time i used to make all kind of confectionaries and pastries and thing you know and then they would show me how to wash my clothes so you know i like i don't know what children are doing this is but clearly they're not doing these things <laughs> Yo, it was the same thing for me up until a certain age, no video games during the week. You only play yep. video games Friday, Friday during... night, Saturday, and maybe a little on Sunday. Yes. And Sunday, you have to go over homework and, and what Yeah. Nani, Sunday I from 6 o'clock, start preparing for school the next okay. day. And oh then, but on God. summer vacation, I, you have all the time. I own your, right. own your uniform. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Little things like that. Uh, Danny, when you said about washing, I totally flash back to the point in time when I was trying to make the thing, make the... With oh my, my god <laughs> you know but there's little things like that your mother telling you your mother calling you in the middle of the day at, when she at work what you doing you still watching tv go and take a book and go and read a book just little things like that like boy times really change eh? yeah i i have made a promise to myself honestly that when i have children wherever they might be you know 2040 2060 whenever that might be when i have children Shit. <laughs> They're going to be at least an hour every day to read books. Like, you remember Innie Blyton? Remember Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew? Like, you remember them books? Goosebumps? Remember reading that and, wow, boy, I can't wait to read again. Because I don't know what's going to happen. That's so exciting. My mother used to have to tell me, put the light off. You really need the the light on. Put the light on. I used to have a flashlight underneath the pillow. A flashlight underneath the pillow. Right? And the... And the book resting on the wall, right? Wide open. That's when Harry Potter came out. Mm. Oh, wow. oh, like, mm, I, I, that's mm. why I don't understand. Like, we used to be excited about these things. And now for the children, it's like, oh, I want my iPad. Give me my tablet. Like, well, that's the thing. It's the addiction and uh, whatever for So we were addicted minds. to books. That was our problem. No, what I'm saying is the social, the tech is more yes. addictive than... It's but designed. even now with the tech, like I'm reading books online now, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. I go to the I, yeah, I, I need to flip up. I need the physical. I need to flip. I a just page. ordered like three books on Amazon there. I'm like page flipping boy, you know. But yeah, it, it, I don't. If I was in the US, I'd get books. It's just yeah, shipping yeah, and then. I understand. A book they, is a dollar, more, but by the time you collect, yeah. you pay fifty dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, they're more expensive. The physical books are more expensive as well. Eh? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I would I would love if I could read the digital copy, but I I <laughs> like that it's a brick for my eyes as well. Yeah, it makes right. sense. Let me ask you a question. So, given the state of this, given we've seen this documentary, and I guarantee other people have seen it too. Do you think things will get better? 
Because, okay, we say people need to be mindful and aware. I would like to think this has brought some awareness to the issue. Do you think people will get better? Things will get different? Um, I think... I think some people, a small percentage of people, might actually be mindful of what they do on social platforms for right now. But, I mean, like, like the Great Hack, right? The Great Hack came out about Cambridge Analytica, and people are still being fooled wholesale by political ads. Like, you know, like, like the Great Hack literally showed you the blueprint of what this company did to it's turn elections from Trinidad to the U.S., all across the world. And people are still wholesale falling for political ads online. So, like, I think a few people who actually got the idea of what this was would probably limit their social media time, be more mindful of what they do on social media, etc. But for the most part, I don't see anything changing um, wholesale for most people. Like, they'll, they'll be buttered for like a week or two after watching it. Oh my God, this is so weird. And then they'll go on social media and post, I just watched The Social Dilemma and this this has opened my eyes to how social media is. Two weeks later, they're doing the same thing they were doing the week before. <laughs> but uh, Danny, and you make a point and they made that point in that Social Dilemma thing that I kind of agree with. A lot of this whole intrigue and addictiveness to the social media and these tools comes from the fact that people view it like a magic trick. They don't understand how the magician doing the trick. So they keep going back to try and figure it out. Maybe not just to watch it and enjoy it. But the moment you understand how the trick is done, it kind of kills the, the excitement of it for you. And you don't want to see it again. You don't really care about it again. So I think for some of the people who have seen this and you say they will go back to it, they probably still don't really understand the magic trick, given that they, it just explain it to them. It just laid out for them step by step. They probably still don't fully grasp what's happening. So true, true. I, I saw people like really outraged. Um, just to add to your point about like the search results being different. And in my mind, I'll just like, you know, if you search cow, right, and you're in America, right, you expect to see beef. If you search Kawanyu in India, in India, you expect to see something more along the lines of their the, religious beliefs, you know? Exactly. So, so like, yeah. is that something really to be super upset? Nobody in India out there looking for a good smoked steak recipe. If you search cow <laughs> on Anushka's Google, you're probably going to get Ooh. Doja Cat. <laughs> if you search cow on mine, you see things on how to cook steaks. You know, like... Bruh, the algorithm searches gives it serves you stuff based on past stuff you have looked at <laughs> so if you want to stop seeing shit stop searching shit <laughs> i looked for i i know like i was looking for um a doja cat a moo costume for like moo outfit. <laughs> <sighs> um, what you re- remember that um there was a bracelet I think you all wanted to get when you were younger. There was a meme when you were younger that was like, when I die, delete my search history. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, boy, final words. Oh, um, I, I would echo much of what you guys have said. Um, I think it lays in um, mindfulness, awareness, and education, right? I think one of the weaknesses of this whole thing is we've become a lot of, we've become very 
shallow in the sense of um, how we consume information and how we just kind of take things. If you have to think of how life was before we had the internet, people before us, our parents, grandparents, whatever, if they wanted information, remember y'all, they were encyclopedias, library, one, talk to others, go and, you know, interact, do research, you know, these kinds of things. So I think we, we can apply just a fraction of that right into these types of Mm -hmm. things right i think the other thing is understanding that these social media algorithms and worlds you know are designed to kind of keep us in a certain box and define us by that box you know how do you challenge that and you know spread outside of that travelers be world travelers in your thinking too Mm-hmm. Yeah, snap, 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 snap. You, you want to go to Bali and Dubai, but right? you, have, you, you, you are thinking of a small town that you're in. You, you, you know, expanded in your travel, but you myopic in your social media interaction. Okay. Expand your horizon, expand your thinking. Right. That's it. On that Emancipate note... yourself from mental slavery. Mm. Use the system for yourself. Hmm. Think about that. Exactly. All right. On, On that, that note, note, it's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're out. Mm-hmm.